G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Bloody Podcast. I am Lek Dog and I'm joined by my best friend in the whole wide world, Patch. How are you, Patch? Lek Dog, I'm good. I'm very good. How are you, my good friend? I'm alright. How come I'm only ever your good friend, but you're my best friend? Yeah, my best friend, Lek Dog. My, my one and only. Well, community, it's a winner's podcast again. Blah, blah, hey. blah, blah, blah. We don't have not done too many of these over the journey, but two in what two weeks, three weeks? Bloody God! I don't know. It's a it's a reason to celebrate. It's just oh, it's so good. I've so said it very once. Good. I've said it twice. Coaching is not a difficult thing to do in the AFL. You just got to tell the team to kick more bloody goals than the other team. If only if only they told Horse that before he signed another three year deal. But no, here you go. You've gone to Sydney, looked at the bridge and gone, yeah, let's play a game of footy. And bam, Lamo, you've beaten <laughs> you've beaten Sydney. Um, and your boys were very good too, but we should shout out, because I don't know if the music's still playing or if it's ended, but shout out to Telebeats, the number one music producer on all of the Instagrams at Telebeats. Uh, you can find him there, and you can find him on Twitter, I'm sure, too. Uh, he does all the wonderful music for the podcast, but we love him with all of our hearts. But, Patch, that's not the most exciting thing today. It's rare that the most exciting thing is not the song at the start of the episode, because that we... extremely rare. You, you guys all know how good that song is, because, my God, it's probably still playing, and it's the best thing. We bloody have a treat for you today, community. We sat down... Over the internet with the one and only Alex Kochafrof, aka the number one super coach ranked side in the land. The greatest super the coach there currently is in existence. He, uh, it was phenomenal. Just even being on the same call as the great Alex was something special. Something there was just an energy, wasn't there, Lek? There was just oh. something Energy sexual spoke, tension. Just, all of the it. Tim, the timbers of his voice just were otherworldly. Now, we don't need to talk about it too much more because you're going to hear it very soon. But first, we've got to cover off some bloody news and bloody Supercoach things because guess what, Patch? It was a week in Supercoach and that means our teams went to shit. Stephen Gidigliog. Oh, Let's talk about oh. him. Oh, dear. Went and scored zero. He scored, he scored zero. zero. And Not luckily, a solitary point. You know, I don't know if you have him in your side still. I think you traded him, Patch. I still have him in my side. Uh, but I didn't have him as captain. And there are people out there who are telling tales of having him as captain. And that means they got double zero, zero points. And that is a travesty. He dropped 70, bloody 80 grand. Did his knee. I don't know who I'm more angry at, myself or the GWS coaching staff. Uh, probably the GWS coaching staff because he was in a little bit of form. Um coming up to now what do we do patch what do we do you trade because he's at this stage he's looking like he'll be out for the season even if gws turn around and say oh he'll be out for four weeks we know that the giants just don't they're, they're not they're not honest about what how injured their players are or why they're doing the thing it's just not a thing that you we're not dealing with it he's gone so you're he, trading Stephen Canelio. we are trading him he's gone 
Cali, he's out for a couple of weeks still. We just got to find someone to replace him with. And maybe, maybe him and Kelly out actually provide us with an opportunity here to get a nice little player who was in some of our preseason sides on the website. A man who has been playing pretty well in his second year of football. A man that uh, at 500 and I want to say 11K could be wrong, is a, is a pretty good buy on. Oh, 512k is a pretty good buy-in option. That's Tim Taranto. Is he the man that can save us, Patch? He's in the same team. That means there's points to be had. And I think with uh, Lockie Whitfield back, he's not a target for the tag. No. No, I'm not having a bar of Tim Taranto. I mean, sure, look, he's got he's got decent numbers. You look over his past couple of weeks, he's had you know, 131 105, 100, oh, sorry, he's had then 92, 76, 111. Okay, I mean, I'm not loving that. Had a patch where he scored a, a whole lot of points in a row. Still not incredibly consistent as an option. You know, still in his second year. If this is the second year blues for Tim Taranto, then my God, have we got a, a super coach player coming. Um, but I, I don't want to pick him because he's... Uh, this is his third season, rather. Um, I don't want to pick him because he plays for the Giants. And I know we're going to talk about this later, but we're talking about it now. I don't want to pick another Giants player ever again. <laughs> they, you, you know, consistency is key in this game of ours. And it seems that this the, the, the GWS Giants don't have that, at least in the midfield. Um, they've got a lot of talent, but they don't seem to have mm. what we need. Um, I'll tell you what, though. They've got a man who was the definition of consistency. Callan Ward was running around that midfield. Don't you forget, not too long ago, he was a man that we could trust. Um, but but Callum Ward, since he's been at the Giants, he's had a couple of years where you'd lock him in, but otherwise he hasn't been that sort of top 10 where you'd sort of throw him in, lock away the key. The, the rest of them, you all look at the players that have been in the top positions. You look at, you know, back line. We've got now Whitfield, you've got Zach Williams. He used, you know, Heath Shaw used to be an option. All of them... Would miss games. They just they they miss games. They have off weeks. They have weeks where they don't do anything. Kelly, uh, um, Kelly and Canilio. We, sorry, Ganigliog. No, we've you. we've spoken about them. Um, you know, up forward, Jeremy Cameron will be suspended for four games every year for for hitting a bloke in the face. Toby Green doesn't just play, misses more games than he plays. None of these Giants players, whoever does the conditioning up there, whatever you know, ladder they've walked under or cat they've kicked into the sky. They're not playing consistent football. Like, like they just don't stack up the numbers. And until that changes, I'm not. I don't want to select them. All right. So we got to trade him. We've established that. I think there are a bunch of players that you can trade him to. Um, the the ones jumping off the top of my head and the top of your head, I'm sure. Zach Merritt. Uh, he's up there. He's at 497k. He had a bit of a down patch, lost some some money. Backed it up with a 109 on the weekend. Sub 500k. What I would be looking to do if I was someone who still had a position to fill in defence or forward or even another midfield position, I'd be doing my best to get some cash out of Ganigliog to uh, double upgrade if it's viable to your team. Um, and Zach Merritt provides an opportunity to do that, but giving you about 43k if you go down to him. Patch, do you have any qualms with the great man, or do you have a better option that we can look at to replace Stephen Gunnigliog? 
I, I think um, Merit's the best option if you are cash strapped and you just simply need to to get the the cheapest option in to to send cash elsewhere, or heaven forbid you've got one trade left and no cash in the bank. And I think Merit's an excellent option. You know, the, the game against Sydney, he was injured for part of that. So, um, yeah, no, that, that certainly wasn't a, a blight of form. It was, yeah, no, he's still absolutely gunning to be a very, very good supercoach option. But there's one player I really like from a team that I really like called Dane Zorko. Zorko um, the Magnificent. Zorko the Magnificent. 577k, so you need nearly 40k to go up from Ginigliok to him. Scored 122 on the weekend. His last four games, because that suits the statistical argument I would like to make, 117, 155, 95, and 122 against Port on the weekend. Um, we know that Zorko loves going forward, kicking goals when he's sort of unchecked when... You know, so he's playing up against weaker sides. And, um, yeah, Neil there is helping take away the tag. We saw Port go hard at Lockie Neal over the weekend. Um, he's, Tough lot he's of run good home. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, run home, North Melbourne, Hawthorne, the Doggies, Gold Coast, Geelong, and Richmond. And that's a run home I quite like, especially with four of those six games at the Gabba. Look, he... He's a great option, and one that you spoke about last week or on the stream, one of the two. And look, Dane Zorko, we love him. He's been a super coach great since he entered the game for us. He's always provided value, and he's always he's always turned up for us. But why would you spend an extra 16K when you could go to a man called Adam Trelaw at 560K? Cost you less to upgrade. He's having a better season. He's averaging 109 for the year. Um, he's over his last five, he's averaging 116, like 120 over his last three, but his run home is equally as good. GWS, Richmond, Gold Coast, Melbourne, Adelaide, and Essendon, a few pretty subpar teams in there. Why would you not look at a man like Adam Trelaw instead, Patch? Mm, that's a very good question. Um, probably just previous bias of having picked Trelaw and not enjoyed it. Um, Remember, Scott Pendlebury's out of that side for a few weeks um, with that finger injury that has plagued his entire career. Um, well, pretty much his entire career. Well, since he got that injury. Um, but Dane Zorko is only in 2.8% of teams, although pottery doesn't always mean success. You'll find that out when we talk to the number one ranked supercoacher in just a couple of minutes. Uh, look, Trelaw is certainly a viable option. Um, certainly playing very good footy is looking to be more consistent than Zorko. When Zorko has a bad game, it's a, a 60 or 70, or as a Trelaw's, you know, more an 80 or 90. Um, now, Trelaw is probably objectively the better option, but I just love saying Zorko the Magnificent because it makes me feel good. I'll just name a couple other quick options that you can look at as well. Uh, JPK, we love him. We talk about him every week. He's one um, at the same price you could bring in, make you about 7K, bringing him in. Uh, he's averaging 100 over the last five, but 117 over the last three, um, 107 for the year. He's been pretty good. And then the other one I will just mention, we don't need to delve into at the same price as Ganigliog, is uh, Elliot Yo, who, as we know, has had a pretty bloody good year out in the West. Rory Sloan, we've spoken about him a lot, but he's virtually the same price as Kinnickley, and I'd 
probably rate Sloan as the best trading option unless you want to trade in Josh Dunkley. Uh, we're going to do it, are we? All right. We're going to do it. Dunkley. We're going to do it. Josh Dunkley scored 202 points on the weekend, which is by any man's reckoning a lot of points. Um, $625,000 dues, mid-forward. You must love having him in your side, like dog, after you started him. We don't need to do this every single week. I'm doing it every single week. He's good. I was right. I said that he would be good this year. I said that he would break out. I said that he would take it to another level, and that's why I started him. But then he didn't deliver, and it was Bevo's fault. Bevo played him in the the bloody forward line. And here we are now. He decided, oh, I'll play this midfielder in the midfield. Hmm, we'll see what happens here. We'll play him in the midfield. And now, guess what? He's averaging about 170,000 points. He's getting about, uh, getting like 70 fucking touches a week. I get it. He's good. He's really, really good. He's really, really good. He's good. He's good. Let, let's just, we're going to take a moment. Dog's going to calm down. And we're going to throw now to uh, our chat with Alex Leader of Froth, leader of Supercoach, leader of our hearts. Take us away. Patch, I'm bloody excited, mate. I am... We've talked about Trouser Arousal this year, but I'll tell you, I'm at 100% right now because we're joined by a very special man, Alex, the coach of Froth, the number one current Supercoach, bloody coach in Australia. He's, he's a legend. He's the greatest thing i've ever seen with my two eyes and he's joining us live on the podcast right now alex how are you mate are you ex- as excited about this as i am uh i don't know Lex. thanks for having me i don't know if i'm that excited i'm pretty excited but you're not quite as excited as you i think well mate what's going through your head right now you're the number one ranked side in super coach there's about two hundred thousand teams behind you and you're the number one you're the best of them all and you're up by six points over the number two ranked how are you feeling um, is your mind rushing? I didn't get any sleep last night, that's for sure. Uh, definitely thinking about what I can do. There's not a huge amount I can do at the minute. <laughs> Feeling a little bit helpless, but fingers crossed they get a little bit of luck in the next few weeks. Absolutely, fingers crossed. We'll start straight off the bat, just in terms of just looking at yeah how you've gone. Sort of actually, no, we're going to get get us to tell you about yourself first. Tell us about yourself. I'm forgetting how to words. I'm just in the presence of greatness. I'm just melting. Tell us a bit about yourself. What, what, uh, what do you do? Are you a full-time super coach? I, well, I, I do have a job, but I think the people at my work would probably would argue that most of my time is probably spent at Supercoach doing Supercoach. So um, I'm, I am employed. I work at uh, Coles Head Office. Um, so shout out for Little Shop coming up. But anyway, <laughs> it's coming up again. Um, but yeah, no, just come 27, just, just the, uh, bang average guy, really not, not a huge amount that's, uh, there to talk about, to be honest. Well, mate. An inspiration to us all that, that anyone can do it. <laughs> it's, it's exactly right. Mate, I think you're selling yourself a little bit too shot. You are, you are a genius. We know that we've done an IQ test on you. You are, you came back top of the class. Tesla is your next thing to conquer but let's talk about super coach let's talk about the important things in life mate how long have you been super coaching and prior to being rank one what's your how do you how do you normally go mate yeah i um i've been playing for about five or so years i want to say um i've had a top 200 finish before i want to say i think about 250th or potentially something like that um 
generally not anywhere near that high. I think I've had a couple of thousand placed finishes, but definitely nothing like uh, like this year. So I'm, I'm just trying to enjoy the ride. Mate, the top 200 would be pretty impressive on this podcast to, to go out. <laughs> just, just, oh, you know, I was pretty shit last year. Yeah, only top 250. Oh, I only came 30th, <laughs> mate. Yeah, pretty bad. Um, Patch, I want to know, I, I want to dive into the nuts and bolts of this, this team. Um, because straight away, the, the most important thing that I have to note, there's no Max Gorn in this Supercoach team, in the number one ranked Supercoach team in all of Supercoach. He doesn't have Max Gorn. Alex, talk to Ooh. us about it. Todd Goldstein is in your ruck at 591k. He's got 132 on the weekend. How have you done this? How have you pulled it off? I, um, I, I did start with Gorn, but when he got injured uh, a couple of weeks ago, I... I took a bit of a risk. I thought potentially he might miss two. I mean, I thought they might have been doing a little bit of a Matt Crouch on us where he was, you know, laid out and then maybe missed again, but not to be. But Goldie's gone pretty well for me. He's scored 130 and 140 in the two weeks I've had him. So not too bad so far. You, you, I know you're trying to keep Tards a little bit close to your chest so you can get closer to that, that 50,000 glorious big ones. But have you, are you looking to bring Gorn back in or are you, you, you're short on trades? Or, or talk us to talk us through as much as you're willing to in, in terms of <laughs> going forward with that. I um, Well, the last round is, is Goldstein versus Gorn. So put it this way, if I have enough trades left, I'll probably be getting Gorn back that week. I think for, for now I'll, I'll be keeping Goldie for a little while. Now, mate, I'm looking through yeah, this enough. super coach side. You got a hell of a lot of, unsurprisingly, very good players. The only real you don't have a lot of pods in your team. Should say something about my affinity for pods that um, you don't <laughs> have in many. But you, talk to me about players like you got Basher Hooley in your side. Josh Dunkley double tunned on the weekend. He's in your side. Have you had him the whole time, or did you upgrade to him at some point this year? Talk to me about these what, two what in particular. You, or did so you trade Dunkley out after round three and then bring him back? <laughs> yeah, I um no, I didn't start with with Dunkley. I, I was tempted to. Um, I ended up starting with Boke instead. But no, Dunkley, I brought in about halfway through the year. Um, I think when he was about five hundred k or just over, so <laughs> certainly a lot cheaper than he is now. Um, and what was the other one? It was Basher Hooley. Yeah, Basher Hooley. That, that was look. If you had told me at the start of the year that I'd have Basher Hooley in my team, I I would probably laugh because he wouldn't be one that I would probably pick. Um, straight away, but I think over buys it was more of a necessity, and he's he's been okay. He, he's got a good role at Richmond, so he's, he did all right in the weekend for me. Yeah, that's but, and just in terms of just in terms of those buys, did you plan for them heavily at the start of the season, or did you sort of go in picking the best team you thought you could, and then sort of dealt with it as it came? How how did you how did you set up your your team in relation to the buys? Yeah, there was definitely a lot of planning. Um, a lot of it sort of went out the window with, with a couple of injuries with, with Williams and, and Crouch, but there was definitely some planning, so it helped me a little bit. Um, it meant that I was getting guys like Sicily and Hooley in when they sort of had uh, or after their buys. So, yeah, definitely had um, had an eye to the buys early in the year, though. Yeah, mate. Rookies have made or break made or broke a lot of sides this year, including mine. Did you have all the big rookies? Did you have your Sam Walshers and your Dersmers? Did you get them all in? I did. I had um, I had both of those guys. Uh, the one I didn't start with, I think that at, at least initially, well, in the end, it probably would have worked out well. But I didn't start. I started with Bolter, so that was a bit of a 
an interesting ride at the start um, and no Matt Parker, but I think I'd got my rookies relatively okay to start with, I think. And Dersma was a good one, so was Walsh. I only just got rid of Walsh not long ago. And interestingly enough, you're still carrying uh, my boy Will Setterfield, who's actually finally started to produce <laughs> a couple of okay scores. How's has he just slipped through the cracks, or have you kept him on purpose? That's been a that's been a roller coaster of emotions, um, Setterfield. To be honest, there's been times when I've had to field him, and he's he's come out with a thirty. He's done that a couple of times, but he actually he's looking okay. He's not the worst worst cover at the minute, so he can cover my mid and my forward. So um, don't mind his role in the wing. Mate. How um how hit by injuries have you been through the season? Have you needed much cover? You needed many many set of fields on the field scoring thirties, or have you been pretty lucky? Um, I think on the whole I've been pretty lucky. I got the Matt Crouch um one in the middle of the year where you know he was a laid out and then he was going to miss one, so he kept him, and then he was only going to miss two, so he kept him, and then before you know it, he's out for four weeks. So I I cop that. Um, Williams, I had Williams, I kept him through throughout, so I'm pretty happy with that one so far. Um, and then there was just the, the little ones like Fife for a week and Dangerfield for a week, so I haven't been um, hit too hard. Now talk to us, mate. It's been pretty rude of us actually to have not asked this. In in the footy, who do you follow? Obviously, you're a student of the game, but who who's the side that uh, you pledge yourself to? I uh, big Magpies fan, unfortunately for yourself. <laughs> I know you're a Blues man. But... Oh, I didn't think we'd have to hang up on the rank one super coach <laughs> player in Australia, but it's... we might have to. Um, Sorry, mate. Well, oh, well I mean, it, it is. It, it is another winners' podcast this week as well. So oh. the, the Maggies won on the weekend. Um, so I guess technically you're still you're still okay, Alex. Yeah, you sneak in there, um, mate. Just. We've got another um, question. Week... Oh, sorry, you go, Patch. Nice. Uh, to, to talk us through your weekly routine. How how long do you spend on Supercoach? How long do you spend looking at trades? You know, what what, what are your talk us through through the Supercoach week in the life of the coach of Froth? <laughs> so early on in the year, um, I suppose I spent a lot more time during the week just working out what sort of trades. Um, we're going to do contingency plans, those sorts of things, um, working out potential loops and those sorts of, of things like that. But team's pretty much done now, so for, for, it's actually not. It's actually a nice Monday through sort of Thursday. I, I don't need to look at it too much um, other than sort of just working out who I might want to vice-captain and, and captain. So certainly dropped off a lot in the last few weeks. Now, mate, how long in a week do you spend just marvelling at yourself in the mirror, just looking at yourself, really thinking, "Geez, what a what a human being that's standing in front of me." Um, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm a pretty picture, but look, it, it's nice to know I'm number one at the minute. But don't get me wrong, I, I know that can change pretty quick, so I'm just just trying to enjoy it. Now, mate, you. We see you on Twitter. We see you keeping us up to date. How long have you been sort of a part of the? The broader Supercoach community and the Jock Reynolds community, um, and you know what sort of what do you enjoy about Supercoach? What 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 do you do it for? Where, where's the fun in it for you? I I've been more of an observer, I think, uh, up until probably this year. I've been a bit more active on um, on on Twitter, especially this year, with with just getting getting some um, well, certainly looking at news and those sorts of things, but just engaging with different people this year. So it's been good. I enjoy it. Um, everyone's got different ideas, so I've enjoyed listening and hearing and um, sort of learning what other people are, are thinking. But at the end of the day, you've got to make your own calls as well. So 
it's just nice to hear what other people are, are thinking as well. Yeah, mate, I will just shout out your Twitter so people can follow you along and follow the binge if uh, you do get up. <laughs> That's at A-J-S-A-N-F, A-J-S-A-N-F, yeah. uh, uh, on Twitter. So give him a follow because we're going to be following this journey very, very closely. Patchy Boy, do you have anything Absolutely. else for this legend that's amongst there's, us? There's just one. I mean, there's just one last very crucial question, which is, what's the secret? How do you be how, how do you be good at Supercoach? I'm, how do I'm you, interested what's, in this one what, too, what's, actually. What's, what's <laughs> the best bit of advice you've ever sort of had come in? What would you pass on? How do you how do you not be trash like the rest of us? Uh, there's a fair amount of luck involved. I think. Um, I was I was lucky. I got a couple of people. I got a couple of players. I don't think a huge amount of people started with um, guys like Hearn and Boak. So you got to think a little bit outside the box. Um, just look at preseason form. You know where what players' roles might be. Um, you know how new rules might affect players. I, I guess the kicking rule was a big one with Hearn. And um, yeah, I don't know. You sort of have to just take an educated guess. I guess, I suppose. Now, mate, that is wonderful advice. Um, it's probably too late. I'm going to give you the login to my account. Uh, you can have a play around there, mate. Uh, we got no, almost no trades and no cash and a lot of terrible players, so I'm just going to flip that one over to you. You can do that this week. If you thought your week wasn't going to be busy, I've got other news for you. But uh, outside of that, I think I think we've probably got to let you go. You're a busy man. You've got a lot of, a lot of prep, a lot of meditation to take part in. Um, but, mate, we're going to be following you all the way. We are 100% behind you, Alex. You are... The people's champion, mate. Beautiful, thank you so much. And just can I say before I go as well, I um I like the Daniel Rich pick, guys. I, I think that's a, that's oh. a, good, a good it's a good pod. You are like, a very get, intelligent if man. If, if um, I happen to get an injury, then you might you might be one to, to look at. I reckon oh, you are a, a beautiful human <laughs> being, and I've loved having you. And I'll tell you what, even if you don't win, we're getting you back on because you are a legend, mate. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks, Alex. Best of luck, mate. Thank you very much. Well, Patch. Can you believe that we that we spoke to him? I feel better already. I feel like my team's going to be fixed, mostly because I'm giving him the keys to it. But I feel like just speaking to him gave me that confidence. Maybe Tom Hawkins is a good selection after all. Sam Petrosi Skeeton is just going to guide you home guide you home it's good times in the puppy's house i'll tell you what first of all to give us the time to give us the time of day in a very busy schedule of his uh just shout out to alex we can't thank him enough and we're going to be back with you the whole way just like we were with teddy last year we're with you this year alex you're our man we're going to back you to the hilt the whole community will be behind you and just a reminder community just bloody give him a follow on uh on Twitter, let him know that you love him um, because oh, he's an amazing human being. That's at A-J-S-A-N-F, A-J Sanf on Twitter. He's the goat. The goat. And he's only going to get goatier. Let's be <laughs> honest here. He's going to get 50,000 times goatier by the end of this season. And oh, it'll, be a, it'll be a sight to behold. 
We'll try not to moz him anymore. Let's try not to moz him. Uh, Lake Dog, we'll just very quickly talk about a few other options on a few other lines. Uh, Looking at the back line, especially at at cheaper options, Luke Ryan at $439,000 and Tom Stewart at $481,000, two very underpriced options, as is James Sisley at $447,000. Any of those jump out at you? Yeah. uh, uh, Which which would you rather? All of them jump out because they're all good. Who would you rather out of those three if you've got one spot left? Yeah, Stewart's the best player out of those three, um, and he's the one that plays a really super coach-friendly game out of those three. Uh, It's Sicily, for me, the inconsistency is is too high. Um, He still hasn't been suspended this year, so that's we've got that coming. And Ryan, just, I don't know what's going on there. Um, no idea what's going on there, it's, but it's it's the Ross line effect. It is. You can't trust Ross. We got to rule out GWS players. We got to rule out Fremantle players outside of five is life. Um, but there well, are th- other throw options. Gold Coast in there. Just, just throw Gold Coast in there well, as well. I mean, just... Do we need to even mention? Honestly, let's let's delve into this for a sec. We'll come back to the defenders. Name one reason you would choose a Gold Coast player next year. Because I hate myself. <laughs> okay, name one reason someone who was good at Supercoach would pick a Gold Coast player next year. Name one Gold Coast player you would consider. Um, or, it, say they've got a lot of Sunday games and they've got a 102k mid forward, uh, mid, ruck forward swing, <laughs> swing man. Um, yeah, I'd consider picking that player. Because um, that's all. Even their rookie price players, you wouldn't touch because you know mm-hmm. they're gonna not gonna score, and you know that they're not gonna consistently get games. It's just I mean, a sure, blight. It is. I mean, sure, if they've got a gun midfielder that's gonna score, you know, eighty each week. Yeah, we'll we'll look at him at one twenty three k. But you look at you know, Corbett this year. Key forward did nothing. Burgess. Do we we won't mention Burgess. They had other rookies at some stage that were all bad. I mean. No, let's just. Why would anyone want to pick a Gold Coast player in Supercoach? You you get some nice pods in your draft side. I'll tell you that, like your Dan McPhersons and stuff like that. But like outside mm. of that, there's just you're not it's picking not for the real deal. No, oh, sorry, Anthony Darcy Miles. McPherson. Sorry, I misspoke. Sorry. Um, even you know Anthony Miles, who's been the one okay spot so far over the past few weeks, is now suspended for a week. So. What do you yeah, do? What we don't do touch you them. do? No. All right, Get let's keep talking defenders. Pole. Defenders. Are there any other defenders there worth talking about? Like yeah, the one that you've been holding all season that's finally maybe come good? Well, this is what he did last year. Jack Crisp. This is the reason he started in my side this year. He's averaged 93 for the year. His five round, his average is 101. His three round is 107. He's finally, so his last few scores, 122, 99, 99, 109, 80. He's finally like, this is what he did at the tail end of last year, and this is the reason I started him. I thought he could continue that form. But I think um, he'll round out the season nicely. GWS, Richmond, Gold Coast, Melbourne, Adelaide, Essendon. Um, the, he's got a number of, you know, Pendles is going to be out. Uh, Adams is still out. There's still scope for him to um, push up the ground more as he does. Uh, so I think he's a reasonable selection, but he's not by no means a safe selection. Um, but he is will, one that's jumping out at me. Will he suck you into starting him next year? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> because because I, I'm a glutton for punishment. I'll tell you what, 
there's only what six games left, Patch. Not That's six games left until I can select Sam Doherty in my Supercoach side, and I am, I am excited. Um, other defenders, I just want to touch on. We don't have to talk about him in depth. Darcy Byrne Jones, we talked about him on the podcast last week. He backed it up with a one thirty five hundred and eleven k. If you're looking for a Yolo pod to win you that league, um, he's one there. And then Nick Newman's just turned it on again. Um, Best on ground, you'd have to say, on the weekend. But his last three games, 117, 107, 147, he's just been rock solid. I know uh, the Phantom is all over him um, like a rash, and he's just uh, he's a good player to watch. So there, there are a couple options. And then I will... Okay, I wouldn't touch Newman at that price, but if you yeah. picked him up at Stuffle, good on you. And then the other two, which we need to mention, Daniel Rich, as you heard from Alex, the number one super coach in the land. He's a good pick this week. And uh, Lockie Whitfield, uh, is, he's dropped the 25K on the weekend. His break-even is still pretty high, but he's one that you could look at. Only danger now is the tag with so many of their midfielders out. But I think uh, that's all I have in regards to defence. Do you not have a sneaky say? Say you don't have four hundred k. You've got someone you you know you're absolutely stuffed. You have got nothing to go to. Is there anyone you could just throw a hail mary at down the very low end of the price spectrum? Oh, it's interesting you brought this up, mate. It's bloody interesting you've brought this up. Oh, just off the top of your head and not prompted at all off screen. He's actually one of the most traded in players this far. Zero point eight percent of uh, ownership changed already. Grant bloody Birchall. The man whose legs are held together with sticky tape and... But geez, he's a prime mover, isn't he? 87 on the weekend, 205k. Imagine if you're in a world where you've got uh, one trade left and someone's you've stuffed your back line or you've got two trades left, you want to hold one. You're like, what do I do? I've got Griffin Logue sitting there turning it up. He's not playing. Well, Grant Birchall's your man. He can pump out... Uh, he could probably pump out 80s each week, which is better than some of the players I have in my team, and he's only 205 bloody cape. Patch, tell me why you wouldn't pick him. I don't think Well, I mean, he'll probably get injured in another three weeks and have to sit out for most of the preseason, which means we won't be able to select him next year either um, because he'll hold his price now that he's played a game and, you know, won't have done a preseason. But you know what? Yes, he's been a player that we've been able to reliably pick over the past 10 years. And you'd hope, pray that over the last six weeks he would hold together well enough to deliver you a 70 or 80 average. Would you pick him on field over literally any other premium in the game? No, but no. it's not a perfect world. No, I think I, I'm not sure what the merit is, but I think there would be merit in some people's circumstances to bring him in. But I can't, I still can't would, really think of it for my own team. Say, say you've got 12 traders left, like our dear friend Alex. Um, and you've got Griffin Logue on the bench and really want some cover. Logue to virtual, yeah, an option. That's that's yeah, that's the circumstance. Be the number one ranked super coach player with fourteen trades left. So we've covered off. There's been injuries galore in defence in midfield, and we've sort of covered off on the guys we'd like to look at. So we may as well just say throw it to the forward line. Is there any bloody cheap pods worth considering? Robbie Gray. I'm just going to throw out straight away uh, as. An option, he scored another 107 on the weekend. He seems to be finding his form uh, late in the year. But 
outside of that, I mean, who would you look at? Like, would you? <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, we're not going to say that. All right, I'll say. Currently, if you sort uh, by five-round average, the 17th and 18th ranked players are Levi Casbolt and Lincoln McCarthy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You need to stop saying that. Toby Green. To... No. Toby Green. Talk no. to me about Toby Green. He scored 138 one week and then he scored 30s for the next three weeks in a row and then gets suspended for five weeks for fly-kicking Luke Dalhouse in the face. Man, I, the I, forward line is garbage. I'd be, it is, I'd be much more interested in Jeremy Cameron than Toby Green, namely because Cameron's 30k cheaper, but also because he's just less of an idiot I selection think... than Toby Green is. I think we're hurting more than we're helping, Patch. Let's stop talking about the forward line. Okay. If, if you have to trade in the forward line, trade to someone good like Dunkley or to Rowan Mabot Marshall or, you know, Tim Kelly, if you don't have cash, don't listen to anything we say about forward that. line pods. They do not work. No, and that's they don't why work. We're, that's why the two of us are not ranked number one. And Alex is. If we can just, should we read out his forward oh, line? Oh yeah, let's let's read it out. Let's bloody read it out. So his forward line. Can you believe that's not to hash back on something we've already talked about? Can you believe he did? He traded out Gorn. That's a that's a that's not a Bruin maneuver. That is a Alex articulation arithmetic. That's Alex arithmetic. We'll we'll work on that. Okay, his forward line: Dunkley, Dangerfield, Boak. Five seventy k is the cheapest one there. Uh, then he has Tim Kelly, five twenty k, and then he has Bloody Isaac Heaney at five oh eight k. Then he has Jack Zebel. So one of those guys is in the midfield somewhere. But like his worst player this week was Jack Zebel and James Sicily, who have both arguably had reasonably good seasons. Like the man. He doesn't have a pod. He doesn't have any pods in his team, but he's got a bloody sexy team. Now, Hooley would be his biggest pod in that side, and the lesson here is never pod. Yeah, never pod. Unless you start with them, like Boak and Dunkley, who were very good. you just got to keep them in your team the whole time. But, Patch, I don't want to talk about that. Again, I want to talk to you about the rookies we have in the bubble, because we got to go. we got to bloody end this thing. But there are some rookies on the bubble for those who are looking to trade. And I'll tell you what, the Dunkley double is going to happen quite a lot this week if uh, Kyle Dunkley can keep his place in that Melbourne side. He's 102k. He scored 41 on the weekend. His brother scored 160 more points than him. Um, uh, but he's 102k. Uh, but the, young, the younger Dunkley did kick goal over his brother's head, so who's laughing now? Um, he'll be one to look at. Hugh Goddard, geez, I hope you're not one of the people out there that went early on him because he scored 19 and broke his jaw, I believe. Uh, Curtis Taylor played his second game for North Melbourne. He only scored nine super coach points. Um, so Dunkley is the one that people are going to be looking at. And Derek Eggmoose Smith scored 47 in that Eggmoose defense for Richmond, but you'd, 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 you wouldn't feel comfortable that he's going to play a lot more games. Isaac Quainor he, played his Egg, second Egg Moose, game too. Eggmoose Smith did look very good. I did watch most of that Richmond GWS game, but that said, all of the Richmond players looked very good because GWS were garbage. 
Another player that I like the look of, Ian Hill played his first game. I think his name nickname's Bobby Hill. Uh, scored 60 super coach points for GWS. If he can hold his place and there's a couple of people missing, he's an option to look at in a couple of weeks. And then John Noble, the mid-season draft uh, that Collingwood picked up, 102K, scored 52 in his first game. Uh, I think they're the main ones. Tyson Stengel played for Adelaide and scored 69. But honestly, I could have played for Adelaide and scored 69. So, you know, I don't know how much we take of that. That's very true. Although I do, I do would like to note that I just after, minutes after saying that I'd never pick another GWS player, I then recommended Jeremy Cameron and we said Bobby Hill is a good selection. So take uh, that. I'll, I'll say this. Well. Generally, their rookies are good selections. Uh, Hately is the obvious exception oh, to that rule, oh, but they, they're H- pretty... Hately is a good selection in his defence. It's just Leon Cameron doesn't recognise that. Yes. Uh, it's got a bit of the... Uh, oh, it's true, though I play Dunkley in the midfield about it. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, yes, anyway, I think we are probably done, are we, Lech? I think so, and I just want to say thanks again to uh teller beats thanks again to alex for joining us the number one ranked super coach bloody give him a follow bloody heat we are going to put him on our shoulders community because he is a winner no matter the result of the next six weeks thank you to all thank you to everyone listening uh you can subscribe on spotify podbean uh apple itunes google play you name it we're there you can subscribe there if you're listing on the website subscribing does help us out uh, tune in for the Twitch stream at Lechdog Games on Twitch TV on Thursday and uh, tune into all the articles because they're bloody killing it. We've had some really good articles already this week. And plenty more to come. Lechdog, until another winner's podcast, which hopefully will be next week. If Gold Coast beat Carlton next week, I will not do the podcast. Oof. Oh, please. I've never barred for Carlton as much in my life. As, as I am right I'm now. not doing it. I refuse. And this is the sort of game we, we lose. We're going to be favourites, and that is not a that is not a good thing. Mm. Well, I mean, well, what happens if, if Adelaide beat Essendon and then, the, you know, the worst happens is it just Damo and Damo and Baron? That would actually be a very good podcast. I would, like I to would listen to that. very much like to listen to that podcast. They actually are quite intelligent and know what they're talking about. Mm. Mm. Anyway, let's let's go and learn things about Supercoach. Let's go back and just listen to that interview with Alex on repeat. God, he's a beautiful human being. Oh, the best. All right, see you later, community.